All right, greetings, mortals. Welcome to Heimdaller's Home. I hope everybody's doing pretty good today. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we've been having some internet connection issues today, so that's why we're getting the late start, and we may or may not be able to complete today's shows. Might cut it a bit those. short just because everything's deciding to be haywire. Right, yeah. Well, and we got the chimps out there running around. It got warm. They're not yeah, scared anymore. So they're not scared of, you know, winter's touch because she don't put up with their bullshit. And Although they do get a little nervous when I stand in the doorway. Yes. But they are playing the wonderful music of their people. You know, with the unintelligible, what you could call rap, and the repeated computer-generated beats. Who do we got with us today? I know Ike's here because you guys can hear him talking right now. I believe Hans is still here with us. And I'm Yobi. And Hailstorm may or may not be able to pipe in because she's doing real life stuff. Yes, but we have the wonderful Myobi and uh, good old Hans. Hello, everybody. And um, yeah, so the Monday shows, in case you guys are wondering where we was yesterday and why we're here today, been same for several shows actually. We was going to be trans transferring from Mondays over to Tuesdays. So, congratulations. Today's our first Tuesday regular stream. We're yes. not going to be streaming on Mondays anymore. We're going to try and stagger them out. Um, and then, uh, don't forget to tune in on Fridays for uh, Sisters of Eos. That's Miobi and Hailstorm. Yes. And uh, D-Live has also been giving us a bit of a rim job there. So, uh, we're going to be... Uh we're going to be streaming on both YouTube and DLive. And there are no replays available except for on the podcast. So yep. make sure to share the, the, the podcast around. Uh, Anchor FM, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple. We're, we're everywhere. I don't want to spend five minutes saying all the names. And it's Heim Dollars Home everywhere. Same as, same as the YouTube channel, same as the DLive channel. And uh, listen to those. Listen to those. Even if you don't listen, just play. Just just play it in the background because it helps us out. Hmm. So uh, yeah, we had like a dozen conversations yesterday across several people, and everybody wanted to talk about what it was that we was talking about because it was all good discussions. And uh, I believe that we come in kind of uh, unarmed today with no idea what we're going to talk about. I think Hans, you wanted to talk about what we was talking about, right? I figured that's an interesting topic to go to go a little bit into. Well, what is into it? Well, so what were we on about? So GME, we ended up talking the other day about what, in short, you might call is that people, many people, are, and it doesn't matter what they, what you might say, believe in or what their philosophies are, or what have you, are so focused on the afterlife that in fact they forget to live their current immediate life and rather than making the most of that yeah that entire lifetime on earth is basically spent in in waiting or preparing for for what is to come afterwards which is just such a huge waste what a waste of a life well, and it, and part part of that too is uh, we was talking about well, like, well, uh, how does it work for the pagans? What are our ideas and this and that? And uh, we was talking about ifs, ands, or buts, and maybes, and then came to the conclusion of it doesn't really matter because we're alive, um, and that's just part of a great adventure. Life isn't something to be endured 
to get to that part of it. It's it's to live. And it's just a shame because I've seen people do it. Uh, like my grandmother when she uh, when she went over to being Christian, she spent over twenty years of her life just sitting at a kitchen table waiting to die. Well, yeah, because the there's this life is pointless, effectively. And it's not exclusive to to Abraham either. It's um, because we we've, we've noticed it in our own circles because we was talking about that too. How some people they'll start delving into the esoteric and the, what is the the other word metaphysical? Uh, they uh, get obsessive about the metaphysical, and then they basically sit in a room and meditate their life away, or they just read books about the about the afterlife and then they become so obsessed with it that they forget to go outside and enjoy the sunshine and to me it's absolutely it's just so sad to watch somebody do that to themselves sad and it's it's not only you know it's not only that they these people themselves miss out it's their immediate family the potential friends that they may or may not have uh, because of that mindset that uh, that in a sense suffer too, and it's it's just depressing. It, it's it's um, yeah, it, it, it's a mindset of becoming what you might call anti-life. Everything just becomes hollow and, and feels pointless. And yeah, that brings with it. I mean, look at society today. All the the um, the depression. Of so that so many people suffer from the uh, the cynicism and just to focus on yeah on nothing nothing of real value. It's all these materialistic pursuits that I believe also go hand in hand with a lot of that. Uh, or those who want to slowly end their own lives through, for example, drug abuse and what have you. It's <coughs> It's awful. Well, <clears throat> for those people that, uh, because I've talked to some of these people, and I've, ne I've, I've never had them take me up on it, but uh, they're like, life is just an illusion. It's something that we have to get through to get to this extended blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, okay, life isn't real. Let me, let me strike you in the face and see how real it is. I mean, uh, there was the one Christian who, who thought that his God could stop me from punching him in the face, but he was wrong. Uh, <laughs> but that's a completely different topic. This one here is, if you don't believe that this life is real, whack yourself in the hand with a hammer. Stub your toe. I have noticed this weird habit people have of really trying to devalue life itself. Like, life doesn't matter. We're all just trying to get to the afterlife. And this actually, I, I, I went off on somebody. Uh, one of my favorite quotes that I've ever said that's one of CG's favorites started because someone, I was, it wasn't supposed to be a debate with Christians, but it ended up being that way. Because the comment section was full of Christians. Stop reading and keep talking. And um, basically, they were arguing, well, some people just want a nice place to go when they die. And I went off on them. I was like, you want a ticket to heaven so bad? There's one under your sink. Drink up. We don't have any use for cowards. Right. And the thing is, this whole hyper-focus on afterlife, really, it's just running away from life. Yeah, and like, I, I want to answer Irish Soap's question because it does somewhat tie into what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, but he's talking about how he was talking to uh, Mr. Survive the Jive, and he was arguing that Woden was seen as a man and was a descendant of Noah, 
which is interesting. Um, but uh, the thing is, a lot of all of our people were descended of the gods. That, that's the whole thing. Now, whether you believe that's because of a form of apotheosis, a man becoming a god or a woman becoming a god, um, or if it was a god in human form, it doesn't much matter either way. This The result is the same. So, yes, tracing your ancestry to Woden or Heimdall or Asclepius or uh, Hercules. Like my family. Your family traces it to Tyr. Right. And each and Brit, some people trace it to Bridget. Some people trace it to Lug. It, it's a whole thing, and most of us have forgotten it, but we all had something like this. And that the reason this ties back into it is there's this weird habit, and just like people are obsessing about, uh, they either obsess about the afterlife or they go the opposite direction and become very hedonistic for some demented reason. You have because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Except for it does. Yes. And then you have the same thing where people either go with the idea that all the gods have been eternal and they're set and they are the way they are, which is how certain groups, such as Africans and Mesoamericans, take it. Whereas, or other people will go, they were all once human and then they became gods. I usually go the route of both. You have gods that have always been gods and will t sometimes take human form. I mean, pretty much everybody and their grandpa was descended well, you from can Zeus. Actually, the, the ones that have always been gods, you can view them as uh, ideas that we gave shape and form to. Fair enough. You can also view them as literal deities born on another realm. Also, fair enough. And really, if you think about it, we live life, then we got another. We, we have the adventure of life. And now we can, if there, if there is an afterlife, which I personally believe in one, but if you don't, that's fine too. Um, that makes this life important because then when we go into the other one, we share our experience of life with the people on the other side. Well, and the to prepare thing, them for their return. Well, and a lot of people don't understand like the the concept of archetypes because you can take the archetype of a deity as an atheistic or a theistic thing. Because here's the thing: is especially the way it was described by Young, who sort of pushed a lot of this stuff forward. The the archetypes, even if they aren't literal deities, because Young was uh, he was the type to not consider it a literal deity. He still went with. Wotan, what was the name he gave to the one he was talking about, is so ingrained in the German psyche that it will appear to the people in their dreams and their visions, and it impacts them and can inspire them to do certain things. That's real enough, even if you want to just argue it's a psychological archetype shared by the collective unconscious. It, but no matter how you look at it, you should be looking at, <coughs> at it in this basic way. Um, life is what is important. Living life. And not just existing through it, but actually living it. Getting out there, doing things that matter. Um, making families, pulling families together, building community, doing things. It is of the utmost importance. Well, because you and I were talking about this too, and it does tie into the whole thing is a lot of people are trying to reconstruct paganism as if it was a religion. And I despise the term paganism. It's just the one, unfortunately, we, we use because it's the one everyone understands. 
but it is us. It is inherently us. We can choose to not be it, but our de facto is that. Now, again, like I said before, whether you view that as an atheistic or atheistic, it is still intrinsic to us. It's why these universalists face... You should probably flip those around. Because it sounds like you're saying atheistic or atheistic. Theistic or atheistic. Yes. (laughs) And uh, the... Works good in writing, but not in speech. But basically, we... uh, it, it's intrinsic to us. That's what an ethnic faith is, and it's the same across the board. There are universalist versions of these, like the, the Hawaiian Shinto for the Japanese. Or, uh, and we've all seen them, you know. Yeah, the Asatru. Look at African uh, brother holding up the Milner, and he's not struck down by a lightning. Yeah, our gods don't function like that. Yeah, the uh, whether you're the Asatru, the Wicca, the Druidry, all these modern faiths, they're modern religions based off the older folklore, but especially you can see because they're universalist, they are not actually ethnic faith. What they are is they're just taking basic ideas from the ethnic faith and making it universal. I mean, uh, Wicca even admits it's a dualistic faith. Yes. Well, and at least they got the balls to admit that they're uh, universalist. Yeah, it's, it's... Yeah, it's... So what's your take on this, Hans? Go ahead, Hans. Oh, <laughs> that's uh, it's quite a few directions you suddenly went into. Well, it's how we talk. Talk. You, you, sh- you should be used to this. You do the same thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, now you walk all over into the universalist aspects of it all. Although, yeah, universalism does go hand in hand with that, what would you call it, that despair. People who feel themselves drawn to universalism... They seem to, yeah, that seems to be one of the things that they all have in common. From my perception, I'm, I could be wrong, uh, but even I wouldn't really even trust uh, a, like a genuine universalist that would say he doesn't feel or she doesn't feel any kind of despair, um, because there there is a, yeah, there is a desperation to it. There is a, a strange need for them to it where they. Yeah, I mean, to put it a bit crudely, their life is in the toilet, and they're, they rather than just standing up and building themselves up, improving themselves, improving their environment, they rather succumb to it, and they search for coping mechanisms, you might say. Uh, like non-whites who will claim that they are... Uh, that they... That somehow our gods uh, have something to do with them. Well, and they also lose the the, uh, the sight of uh, legacy. <clears throat> if nothing else, legacy. Leaving something better behind than what you came into. Well, yeah, I was thinking that too, because even if you know, I also believe that there's an afterlife, but even if there's not, what would the afterlife be if there's not an actual place that you go to? It would be what you leave behind for your descendants, the stories that they tell about you, the things they remember about you. And so that's even more of a reason to live your life because you want to leave that behind. And then you'll live on through those stories. You'll live on through the things that you did, things that your children, your grandchildren will remember about you. So even if there's not a physical afterlife, we at least absolutely know for sure there is that afterlife. So why wouldn't you live for that instead of just waiting to die. Yeah, yeah, and 
uh, I said it earlier, the meaning of life, one of the biggest questions, one of the oldest questions perhaps. Uh, my answer to that should all, is always the, the simple, maybe also complex, it depends on how the person him or herself wants to take it, is the meaning of life is the meaning you give to your life. There is no general meaning of life, and nor should there be. You are on this earth, and the, the purpose of that, the meaning of that, gets to be decided by you, and that should be encouraging. Although, unfortunately, for many, it seems that that's, uh, yeah, something that uh, seems to many like a crushing responsibility that they cannot quite handle. That is unfortunate, but again, it's, it's everyone's personal choice. And as far as, you know, maybe in a more general sense, is it then that you only, your purpose can only be for yourself? Well, no. Man is a group animal. Be you know, be it that you choose to live in a herd or you choose to live in a pack. That's that's uh, up for yourself. A lot of purpose also comes from working together with others because others have their purpose too. The, you know, the human condition, the man man's condition, so to say, is to uh, is to work with others. For um, <clears throat> yeah. Mm, uh, maybe mm, I shall put it kind of at a loss for a word loss for words there uh, yeah I got distracted yeah, I got, so <clears throat> I'm trying to I guess what I'm trying to convey is that yeah if you feel despair if you feel um, perhaps lonely, depressed by, by modernist society that we live in and what have you. You know, you can go in two directions. You go back to your own heritage, which is, you know, your own gods. And every race has his own gods, his own ancestors, whatever you want to call it. Or you can go in a different route and you just say, well, I'll, I'll just join on what's uh, established in, in modernist civilization. Those are the two choices, and unfortunately, yeah, it, it's that many people, you know, out of, sometimes out of ignorance, and I do not say that as an insult, because a lot has been kept hidden from us. We have been uh, subverted in many ways, but it can also be out of pettiness, can be out of wanting out of a certain selfishness just to have a, a place of belonging so you can profit again all that sort of stuff mm. and it comes down to uh, also the the spiritual aspect in a person's soul and I have spoken about that before as well every every man every woman has there's a certain uh, a part in the soul, you might say, and that's a, a spiritual void, you might say, without if it's empty. And I call that you know that's the spiritual void. Overall, atheism is quite a quite a good expression of that. The thing is, you can fill that void with anything, and civilized society will throw you a lot of false choices, essentially. <laughs> If it's organized religion, for example, if it's politics, if it's uh, 
some you know some uh, trend culture thing or if it's just uh, consumption just jo joining consumer society those are four main ones you'll be offered by civilization in general but then there is that one which is just what really belongs to you and that is um, yeah, that's your your own native uh, spirituality that you belong to, and which belongs to you just as much. Meaning of life is found there; it truly is. But again, the choice is yours. If you want the meaning of your life to be in service to something that's foreign to you, you just go ahead just as well, I guess. Uh, I'm I'm rambling a bit, perhaps, but does it make sense? It does. It's just another way of saying, um, saying <clears throat> the same thing that I say is, what is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is to live. And that's not necessarily to live in a selfish way. As a matter of fact, that's uh, not even living. Well, and we have uh, a guest who's legitimately asking questions. Uh -huh. And that no one actually in this group, and we're not, again, this isn't an attack. This is just honesty. Well, that's in the chat today. We're not, none of us are Scandinavian. None of us are Scandinavian. Um, none of us are do Asatru. have a friend who is. Because Asatru is a modern religion. Yeah. It just is. Like, uh, if you actually dig into Scandinavian uh, lore and stuff, Odin was not really that important. It was basically the big six who were Thor, Freya, Freyr, Ullr, Skadi, and Njordr. Those were the big six. For the Scandinavians. For yeah. the Scandinavians. I mean, it's named after Scandinavia. Um, Odin does appear in later writings, but the older stuff? No, he, he was clearly a, a later addition. Mm -hmm. And he was conflated with Wotan, but they're not actually the same deities. Like, I've spoken, like, we were talking to Harold yesterday, and he was like, yeah, I never really jived with Odin, but then you started explaining Wotan, and he was all right, down well, with that. Well, we explain both Wotan and Wotan based off of the historical descriptions. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, now, that, that's the thing right there. But, yeah, and the, the thing is, is to focus on the, on the afterlife. What happens after I, after I die? Here's the thing, really, what does it matter? If you live a good life, if you live a noble life, what does it matter? Nobody can ever answer that for me. What does it matter? If you live a noble life, what does it matter what is waiting for you? After you die. How do you even know that there is something after you die? And to focus on that, to hyper-focus on that, all you're doing is denying all the, the, grand, the, the, the grand possibilities of actually living. What is it that you can leave behind? What is it that you can do for your people? What will you be remembered for? Will you be remembered? These are the important things. And to focus on what ifs and maybes and possibly while rejecting what, what is, what good does that do you? What good does that do anybody? And, and if you doubt that life is real, Kick something really hard that kicks back. Like, go go kick a, a cement block just as hard as you can and find out just how real life is. I guarantee you, it's <laughs> going to hurt. Well, and... This is the thing that a lot of people... They'll try to make a uh, religion out of ethnic faith. It, well, all religions focus on the afterlife. Yeah. I have noticed that. It doesn't matter where you go. Whereas, if it's an actual religion... That's all that they focus whereas the on. Eth whereas ethnic faiths, whether that's European or non, they tend to focus on life. Yeah, on the living part of it. 
Like we're connected to who came before and who came after. And there's regional differences and stuff like that. And a lot of times the gods are direct ancestors. Like depending on... um, Because like... We, for example, our friend Alex, uh, he initially got into paganism via the Norse gods, because that was the big thing, but he n- never fully felt attached to them. And now his main deity that he tends to focus on is Velikul, the, the wolf lord of the underworld. So it's, and that's an Iberian god. And it's not universalist. You know, Odin is not Velas, is not Mercury. It's a whole thing. I mean, some people yeah. will go. What's that? Maybe oh. I should want to bring that up real quick, if you don't mind, uh, in regards to the whole Mercury thing, if, uh, if that's okay. Go for it. So, um, where does that come from, that uh, Wotan and Mercury are compared? That is actually <clears throat> something that certain people that call themselves priests, or Gerdy or whatever, have run off with. It's from historical documentation of Tacitus or Tacitus. I do not know how exactly you say it. This uh, this man, he was uh, he went to Germania. He went to basically a sort of an anthropologist of a kind. He observed the habits and the culture of the Germanic tribes, and as he then came back to Rome, he wanted to explain the civilized Romans what this this wild spirit of Wotan actually is for Wotan. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what he did was basically try to make a, a comparison with the god that they would have known. Just to say, you know, it's kind of a like you know, does it you know trying to make sense to the Romans to, to get it in their heads what is this. Well in, in a way it'd be like how do you describe an elephant to somebody that's never seen an elephant? You have to make comparisons to animals that they that they know. Exactly, and and of course, uh, later on, uh, let's say in the 21st century, now you have scholars who see that piece and they say, "Well, you there we have it. You know, they're the same gods because look at what Tacitus is. It's just totally running off with it. And why? It's because usually it's because it's convenient because these scholars have a certain uh, bias themselves, a religious bias, and they need every god to be." just a single one god and guess what kind of god that is doesn't really matter what they name it him or whatever you and yeah that's that's where that comparison comes from it's not yeah it, it remains a comparison and not even an accurate one but then you have all these fools who just run off with such material and say oh people in the past for them it was the same thing no simply no I guess I just wanted to lay that out real quick. Uh, yeah, Tao, if you want to continue. Well, and they'll compare a god that... Because most people, when they think Mercury, they think automatic magic trickster traveling god. You know, so they think, ah, automatically. Wotan, Woden, some deity like that. However, this isn't always the case. Because, like, Lenis Mars, which Lenis was a... Um, a Gaulish god of medicine and healing. And Mars was associated with healing at this point. So they called him, so they made him Lenis Mars during the whole Roman conquest of Gaul. They also did this where they would compare Mercury to deities that ha- don't necessarily you wouldn't think have anything to do with them. Like they'll compare Ermin of the Ermin soul to uh, to Mercury. 
And then they'll talk about how around this statue of Ermin, there is people basically setting up a market. And what is one of the, uh, the attributes of Mercury that people would go to him for? The god of merchants. It's not that they are making a direct comparison to the entirety of the deity. They are making a direct compare, And this is why they almost exclusively use the most popular deities. Because everybody would know who Hercules or Mercury is, but if you use a more regional deity or a rural deity like Sylvanas, no dice. But if you use Mercury and say, it's like Ermin, he's not saying that just like the other gods that were compared to Mercury, these are all the same. He's using Mercury, one of his aspects, one of his attributes, and comparing it to a deity. So Ermin, for all we know, might have been a god of, of, of merchants, of uh, trade. Maybe. And that's, a, that's just conjecture, but it's one thing that might be why he was compared to Mercury. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with a psychopomp or uh, magic or trickster or anything like that. It's just this is the god of well, merchants. Well, I, I want to address something uh, directly because there's a lot of people been saying, well, you should get this person on your show. You should get that person on your show. Uh, we tried that. Um, and we're not going to do it anymore for one very simple reason. It always turns into a debate. Even though we just try having a conversation, it always ends up turning into a debate. <clears throat> and debates online are uh, much like... Uh, it's a story that's in the Eddas. I really liked it. Harbard. Um, Harbard and Thor. He's out of reach and just arguing... And basically, it just turns into Thor getting fucking mad, and the the more angry, the the more that Thor tries to argue with him, the more belligerent the other guy gets, and nobody is listening to anybody at that point. And we, the the people that we've had on before, we're like, well, I suggest that you listen to two or three of our podcasts just so that you can see what we're about, and they never do. They're always so full of their own ego that they don't have time to listen. To a few hours of podcasts just to see what they're getting into, and then bad things happen, feelings get hurt, and then next thing we know, we're the bad guys. Even though we just maintain well, the same thing the entirety of the way. What's that, Hans? Honorable mention, though, Brandt. Uh, Brandt. Brandt went. Well, and Southern Nordic yeah. was pretty good, but he was there to chat. He wasn't there to debate. Right. But like we but had these these people, most of them what they what they do is they want to come in and. and Debate and no, we're we're not about blood. If they want to have blood sports, we can square off with each other face to face with clubs, knives, axes, whatever. Bare knuckle box, bare knuckle <laughs> boxing, and we can actually debate that way. But there's however, no, online it there's is no like, point. It is exactly it's a giant like show. Harbard and Thor, the the raftsman, or the, the ferryman. And, and yeah, Thor. they cross the way. He'd get his ass handed to him, but nope. And like. How many people have we had on where they try to bring up like Proto Indo European and we just swat that at, down like at the least three it or is? four? So yeah, we've it, had these conversations before and we try to make them look good. We do what we can to make them look good because they're coming into our home. So well, well, we, and, we try. Well, and here's the thing: is it doesn't matter if you do Asatru folkish or non-folkish because it's still a modern religion. Yeah. And this well, is if you're telling the Slavs, the Celts, and the Mediterraneans that they actually worship Odin, so therefore you must pay attention to this pamphlet. Well, yeah, like uh, Moy, our friend who's Slavic, he got into a whole argument once with some person from the uh, from some sort of Asatru group about how they were trying to convince him Perun is Thor, and he got he got he was not happy about. Well, that. and I noticed that these people too. Well, Perun is Thor, so you start calling Thor Perun. 
they get fucking twisted. Well, it's the same with, like, the Hindu people. They try to claim that all the gods are the same, which there's no proof of. It's all bullshit. Um, and they try to... And then if you start saying, okay, well, then why don't you call your gods ours? They will get so fucking twisted. Uh, is there not a, a reason behind them getting angry? So, yeah. And our general approach is the Celts are the Celts. The uh, Germanics are the Germanics, the Slavs are the Slavs, the Meds are the Meds, the, Scandies are, the Scandinavians are the Scandinavians, and all the groups in between and on the outliers. But we have a shared, um, we, we have a shared biospirit, the Hyperborean biospirit, which allows us to interact with each other. It allows us to understand, even if we don't understand, um, because I talk to Moy all the time about the Slavic gods, he, he's been sharing stories with me. I'm like, and I do, I, I make comparisons so I can understand it. Um, but it, because we have a shared biospirit, it makes it easier for me to understand and, see, and not just the similarities, but also the differences and be like, ah, okay, and I understand why this is important in that region because the environment is this way. So is ta- the, the Slavic stories are tailored for the Slavic people who are an extension of... All of us. And same way with the Celts, same way with the Scandinavians. It doesn't matter what group it is, the Baltics, the the Basques, the, the, the Basques, so on and so on. It it our gods are reflections of us. We are reflections of our gods. It goes in both directions. And we we need to contort or comport ourselves in, in that manner. And for me to insist that um, all the all fathers is the Dogda. I mean, how would, how would, um, uh, who was the guy that was brought up? Dave Martell. How would he re- respond if I consistently called Odin the Dogda? Because the Dogda's title is also the Allfather. Well, and one big thing I like to point out is if we did not have stories of Freyr and Freya, scholars would be claiming they were the same deity. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Anytime there's like a slight difference in the name, they automatically assume it's the same day. And this is in this, a total aside of what we started off talking about, which is people focusing on this metaphysical realm. And actually, it's kind of an example. When you just hyper-focus on that and forget about the importance of eating, uh, the, the three things I would love to spend the rest of my life doing, which is eating, sleeping, and fucking. You forget about that part of it. We can find out when we die. When we die, there's a grand adventure waiting for us, but don't ignore the adventure that we're having now, or we might not make it to the great adventure. Yeah, well, and like White Healing, who's uh, in the chat, um, he brought up, or she brought up, that she's two-thirds, three-quarters Celt. Then I have to wonder why you're doing the Norse gods, if I'm honest. And that actually is an example of how Asatru is a universalist faith. Right, they're trying to jam us all in the same box, and... We are wondrous, it is a wondrous and glorious mess, but it's all driven by the same biospirit. So the Celts can glory in being Celtic, um, which is not this, uh, when you actually look at it, it's not this nonsense that's pushed forward of Uh, the the Wicca and the Uh, Druidry. Yeah, Yeah. leprechauns don't exist. Fairies, um, one could be standing right next to you, you wouldn't even know that it's a fairy. Um, They look like us, They, they... in some ways, they're an extension of who we are. Uh, it's it's not this bunny hand jobs and, and tree hugging thing. The the Celtic lore is it's full of of 
war, war and heartbreak and, and sorrow and joy. It's actually not remotely as uh, bunny fucking as people want it to be. And the other thing is, is like, why do we use the term biospirit? It's because it's both the spiritual side, so the lore, uh, that feeling. It's those things that we instinctually react to. And then the bio is biology. Right, because we have a, a physiological response to these things. Like, I don't know, standing on a hill and the sun comes off from behind a, a cloud and then that, that strong breeze comes in. It's not cold, but it's not not uh, uh, hot either. And it just, you can feel the power and you have a spiritual uh, reaction to a physical thing. That The bio spirit, the physical reaction and the spiritual reaction. They're linked together. They are... Well, it's intrinsically linked. Well, and then our biology is just different from the other races. Like we have the velociraptor, well, which then leads into psychology. The different the way that we think, what we eat, what we uh, the the uh, records of us hibernating or semi hibernating in winter. Um, our velus hair, our colorations are similar to how the fox and the bear have different colorations. Our eye colors, our sunburst pattern, our bone structure, our weight to fat, our uh, muscle to fat ratio, how our muscles and bones are put together. It's a whole thing, and it's it's ignored when people try to create a religion out of it. Right. It's not just the physical, and it's not just the spiritual. It's how these things interact with each other. That's why we use biospirit. It is a descriptor of a people based off in their biology. So it's more than just biology. It's also the spiritual, which includes the way that we think, the way that we respond to things. Our empathy, our curiosity, our our sense of courage, nobility, so on and so forth. It's all together. But to focus on ex- uh, just explicitly the gods, explicitly the stories, which they're, they're good because they help us understand who we are. Uh, yeah, they understand. Uh, they help us understand who we are. But to, spo- to focus specifically on those and nothing else, you forget to go outside and enjoy the sun. The smell of the flowers, the feel of the breeze on your skin, and uh, we need to remember the living part. Like we have entire, well, we've done entire streams on the importance of laughing. It's something our people have forgotten how to do. We have to remember how to laugh, how to glory in life. It doesn't mean that these naughty things being done aren't naughty, but it means that we can remember why it is that we fight. So we have to be able to laugh. We have to be able to love. We can't just wallow in this dark little shell of fear and anger. And there's nothing wrong with loving your own people. As a matter of fact, to me, is the greatest thing that anybody can do is to love your own people. And that's what's important. At the end of the day... That's what we need to focus on, our people. Because especially, I always say this, I say this a lot when I make videos and when I talk about stuff, I always you know, use the idea of look at the world we live in, look at what's going on right now. They just constantly want to destroy us. They want to they destroy our, our statues. It's only a matter of time before they come after our mythologies. Don't and think that that stuff's going to be safe because it's not. So we have already to doing it. Our people. They're yeah, I mean, and, and the worst part is, is we're our our own people are participating in it, 
And it might be for good intentions or malicious intentions, but it doesn't matter because it's still happening. I mean, it'd be I like it'd be like my, uh, my it'd be like if I was to whack you in the head on purpose or on accident. Um, one right. is a little bit more acceptable than the other, but does it remove the fact that you got whacked in the head? Absolutely not. Exactly. But we have to love our people. We have to focus on our people. We have to support our people. And that goes along with, with living. You know, encourage each other. Be here for each other. As bad as things can get, if we're here for each other and we can celebrate who we are and celebrate our bio spirit, that's, that's all the more reason to live, to enjoy life as much as you can, no matter what's going on in the world. You All know, right. we, we have and to. On that, on that uplifting note, let me do a cut for a commercial break because we're 45 minutes in. Break <laughs> is over. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's very uplifting and it's very important. But if you enjoy life, if you can appreciate life, that actually plays in onto something that's very important in our people's culture. With this not martyrdom which is again typical for universalists but heroism heroes culture that's who we are that's how we've always been and you know it alludes to those statues being destroyed right now why did we raise those statues is because we appreciate heroes those are the type those are the people we built statues for those who did exceptional things showed bravery expressed those virtues and they yeah, you know, they they fought well, for a while. and they're built fire. so that they're they're built so that we don't forget to to raise the question: Who is that? Well, what did they do? That way, we re we remember. And, you know, how can you how can you achieve that? How can you have heroism if nobody gives a thought about life? Not his own, not for someone else's. That's just not done. That's just not. That's the surest way how you are, you might, you might say, be destroyed as a people. So to embrace life, that is the responsible act to, to make. That is... That is... That is... <laughs> Coughing fit. <laughs> that is how you... That is how you come up in the world. That is that is to give meaning to life. That is to stand up for your people. That is to stand up for what is just. And for those among us who keep on speaking about doing right by our own. Yeah. Uh, you won't find it in organized religion. You won't find it in, in political... Uh, in, polit in politics in general. You'll find it in the action of good-hearted people with a strong you know with uh, a strong sense for freedom and independence to actually you know, get to work for it and that doesn't think that needn't be anything uh, harmful it needn't include anything illegal or what have you no but it is about if I if, <clears throat> if you have a hundred people let's put it like this you can have a hundred people that follow a single ideology and they'll act upon that ideology or that religion, whatever it is. 
but then they are also bound by it. They're tied down. There is certainly things that they are not allowed to do, which may actually have helped them out as a people. There are things that as a that their natural spirit uh, is clamped down on within certain ideologies, just to keep it running, just to keep these artificial systems running. Mm -hmm. If those same hundred people each individually decides, I want my life to mean something. I want to do something of this. Just I want these other ninety-nine people around me here to to do well, and they can. And I'm going to help them do well with my own talents. That can be through artistry. It can be through building them shelter. It can be through uh, through providing them food. It can be through giving them nice clothes. Anything, any ability. It can even just be about patting him on the shoulder for, for some, doing something really well, in addition to all other stuff. And that is that is truly, yeah, that is that small spark of heroism on which we should thrive, by which we really would thrive. And there is no holding anyone down. There is no leaders out of those, there's no single leader out of those hundred people to be corrupted and then everything to be swayed in, in unhealthy directions. No. Just nine, it's just a hundred people that care. Well, and uh, another thing yeah. too, because uh, the various story groups, I, I don't know how to describe it, the, the various uh, stories that go with the various tribes of our people. Um, there's, actually, there's nothing wrong and even good things with learning the, the, the stories of other groups. Um, because, like I said before, me and Moy talk about Slavic stuff all the time. He he learns um, like my family traditions. McThunder uh, um, Ruse, he's or McThunder, he's going uh, McThunder Ruse. Uh, McThunder <laughs> uh, is actually going through the the, the just tons of uh, books on Celtic uh, on the written down Celtic lore, uh, which there's many tribes within each section too. So the the Scandinavians, there's like a hundred different, maybe more, probably more, different groups within the Scandinavians. A lot of different types of uh, Germanics or Germanics, uh, and there's nothing wrong with learning the stories of of the other groups. I mean, I don't, I don't pretend. Uh, Chernobog, he's he's one of the ones I, I really like over in the uh, the Slavic areas, mostly because everybody poo poos on him, but. Um, yeah, he's not part of my household, but I like to go visit. You know, I, I like to I like to, to hear stories of him, talk about him, learn something about him. But that doesn't mean that you know he sits down for dinner with me. It's it's my family's deities that sit down to dinner with me. Like having distant family. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's your your fifty. Removed cousin that's married uh, in somewhere from a few generations back. It's still family, you but, know. But Doesn't he's just cool as shit, so you like to hang out with him. Exactly. Uh, uh, and you might never have dinner, but you you go visit, and then sometimes he'll come visit, and then you both go back to where you actually live. So, yeah, there is nothing wrong with learning the stories of other Hyperboreans. No, there is not. And actually, it allows you to flush stuff out because even if you don't take their gods, like, everybody has a little bit of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Because everybody got fucked over, but everybody got fucked over in a different way. Yeah. So there's little bits to sort of recognize what's there. Like, 
There are a lot of deities. Like I even ju- I find new ones all the time. Like I just found out about um, Sinmara, like uh, the consort of Surtur. I didn't even know that Surtur had a consort. I did not know that. That was neat to find out about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, do we need to take a cut for a commercial or? I just did that a few minutes ago. Where were you? In my own head, probably. Okay, <laughs> just just checking. See, uh, the problem is not if, like, you know, I'm Italian. If I want to learn about a Germanic god, or I want to venerate even a Germanic god, the problem is when we take in gods from other cultures, like the whole the Hindu. That's the real problem. Or one thing that drives me up a wall is like these women that'll say, "Well, I'm a Christian witch." No, you're not, because those two things do not work together, and it's impossible. Read That's your fucking book, book, Christian. I mean, aren't they yeah, on the yeah. Christian kill list? One shall not suffer a witch to live. Correct. Yes, exactly. But there are people out there. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it anywhere. Google it, Christian witch. There's a ton of them out there. And they make this argument like, well, Jesus can be part of paganism. No. It's like, no. No, I mean. That's the problem. If you're that fucking desperate to keep your As a matter of fact, that book explicitly speaks against paganism yes and yeah, here's the thing yeah. if you really want to keep your sun cult so bad we got quite a few sun gods if you really want to fuck around with that right <laughs> or just be christian if that's how you really feel you know or just be hindu if that's what you want but don't try to con- you know put it in with our well it's like i keep faith. It's not the same thing well it's like uh Stregeria is not the same as italian paganism Asatru is not the same as Norse or Germanic paganism. Uh, Druidry and Wicca are not the same as Celtic paganism. No. These are radically different modern religions that largely have a constructed base. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. You can do that, just don't pretend it's everything. Right. Well, and, and, and I'll say this too, because we don't, we have a tendency not to follow other people that are putting stuff out there anymore. Um, because we're just too busy doing our own our own stuff. Because we got magazines, the the live streams, the magazines, God of the Day book. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, uh, I am writing and I have the first draft done. A book of three hundred and sixty five gods of Europe, volume one, volume one. So, because it's only three hundred and sixty five. There's there's a lot of them out there, but um, so uh, some of these figures I'm aware of, and I'm aware of the way that they was. Um, Putting themselves out there before we said screw it, we got we we have to throw in on this um, again because we was here before, not under this name, but we we've been in these circles for a while. Um, so if they're coming around and saying, "Oh, uh, if you're Celtic, you should probably look at, at Celtic stuff." Yeah, you can still hang out with us, but we do Scandinavian slash Icelandic stuff. Go learn some Celtic stuff. Fucking good. It's about time that they listen to us because they used to not say that. They used to not say stuff like that. They used to claim that the Eddas were the end-all, be-all. So if they're shifting gears, fucking bravo. Fucking bravo. When I've even told people before, if you don't have the time to dig into the lore, and I understand most people don't, and most people historically... Would have only had a handful of deities, which is why people always end up going for the big ones. Is they're the first ones they get introduced to, so they just automatically go for them. Because nobody's got time for that. 
you know, I have to, I run a farm, I have four kids, I don't have time to do all this. I'm lucky if I can get five minutes on YouTube out of my day. Right. I get it. That's part of the reason for the God of the Day book. Um, But the other thing is if you can't do that, it is actually better instead of making a mini Yahweh trying to force whatever God you heard about into the position you want them to be in. To just treat them as an extension of the ancestors, the gods, right. not this god, but the gods, because it's just it's right. healthier. Just, just know if somebody is trying to make one of our deities a god of everything, all they're doing is making another Yahweh and just using a different name. Yahweh is still Yahweh, even if you call him Steve. Well, I mean, Yahweh's name, God and Lord, comes from our gods anyway. Right. So. Uh, I would actually rather deal with somebody that knows none of the stories, but they are pro our people. They leave ideologies and stuff out of it, and they're just interested in, the, in our own nature, our biology, our psychology. What is it that makes us us? Then somebody that wants to make, they know all these stories, and well, this story, when I link it to this God, uh, then I can link it to this other one, and I can link it to this other one, and I can link it to this other one until you got like a pile of a hundred, and then they which then they, they say, which well, they've been doing because of all Odin. these, they're obviously just one. Well, yeah, they did that with they've been yeah, doing. I'd that rather with deal with somebody that knows none. Yeah, it's the the Odinists, the ones that have gone all the Odin. Because once you conflict two gods, it's easy to uh, then put in a third one, and a fourth one, and a fifth one. Well, the more of them that you add, the easier it gets. Well, and Finrath brings this up, and this is actually not true, Finrath. He says that different European groups didn't share gods. This is not true. Uh, the, not technically. Not I, technically. I get where you're going with it, but it is not actually true? Well, like, the the there were uh, Celto-Germanic groups that had gods from both sets. Same with Slavo-Germanic, yeah. uh, Slavo-Greco. Uh, well, and... Tribes, uh, tribes of our people would legitimately trade trade deities sometimes to broker peace. There's historical context for this too, where it doesn't mean, oh, well, we're going to stop worshiping um, uh, the Dagda and you stop worshiping Uko, and we're going to we're going to trade. Uh, no, no, you share stories of Uko with us. We share stories of the Dagda with you. We might trade idols, and therefore we're making peace by. Br- and you're going to take stories of the Dogda back to your people and share them. I'm going to take stories of Uko. I think I'm saying it right. Probably not. But I'm trying. Take them, take Uko back to my people and I share stories of him. We have now shared, we, we've created a bond. Well, and even mythologically, like Apollo and Artemis were said to have come from the forests of Hyperborea in the north. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Aesir Vanir War is ended by literally hostage exchange of deities. Mm-hmm. Well, and there, there's stories like the Romans wrote about how um, how dastardly the Celts were because they would sell their gods for gold. But from the Celts' perspective, what they're doing is they're getting paid to tell stories. Which is actually a job in some cases. Yeah. Well, work. Because we're differentiating between job and work here. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the things that we're struggling with ourselves, trying to uh, separate these notions. But if you give me money to share, share my family's stories, am I selling my gods to you? Well, no, I'm telling you stories and you're giving me money because you like to hear my stories. Yes, which was, again, an yeah, actual... Yeah, it's a fair... I mean, that's what a bard did, a skald. They, they, and this is another thing people don't like to hear, but it's true. Um, a lot that, of this... That, that, hold it. Celtic Britain come in here and so mixed guys. 
It doesn't mean that it's a hodgepodge either. No, it doesn't. Like, the Scots and the Irish had distinctly different, even though there was more bleed over. Yeah. But, like, a lot of the... Uh, it's not a mix and match. It's not a Pokemon game. Yeah, it's our... Um, and, and, like, if, if I tell you a story of the Silent God, and you take it back to your people, and the people don't like the stories, do they keep them? No. Absolutely not. He gets forgotten. Well, and that probably happened a lot, but there were deities that would uh, would get into the others. In particular, usually it'd be because they was in close proximity with each other and trading and warring with each other. Well, yeah, like uh, some parts of like Eastern Russia have Thor lore. And some of the stories are more popular, so the deity makes it further than well, other a, An example of this would actually be like the King Arthur stories. That got all across most of Europe. <laughs> Mixed thunder. Big goofy bastard. <laughs> I would get one. Get your Thors here. <laughs> yeah, it didn't quite work that way, but yes. <laughs> well, you speak about something really on point there. Uh, the Grimm's the, the Grimm's fairy tales, Robin Hood. Those are stories everyone is familiar with in in Europe. Uh, that's that's a good example of the exchange. Does it suddenly mean that local deities and local stories suddenly don't matter anymore? No. In fact, maybe they become even more cherished, you know, or, because they are that much more unique among all these other unique stories. Well, it's there are going to be more local deities, and then there are going to be more widespread deities. And here's the thing is, where do you draw the line? Because I would argue Wotan, Woden, Woden, Our bloodlines is where I draw the line. Yeah. But that, he, that's it, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, but what I was getting at is names that are similar do not indicate they are the same. Uh, I really need to... Because you even have figures that have literally the same names that are not the same. Like Otter appears uh, twice in uh, Norse, in the Scandinavian Norse, Icelandic lore, whatever. Once is someone who is hanging out with Freya and is a human, basically. Uh-huh. And the other time is a dwarf that shapeshifts into an Otter. These are two different figures with the same name. Or Bragi the legendary Skald and Bragi the Bardic God are two distinct deities. Yes. Uh, two distinct figures. One is historical, one is a god. And probably the, the famous bard that was named Bragi was probably named so because of his qualities to Bragi. Well, there's literally Frey and Frey. Both of them are, are deities. Yeah. And you might pronounce one Freya. But you could also pronounce it Frey, and these are two completely separate deities. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you can't go... The linguistics is... Um, it's a poor choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, Pretty much. Uh, In the end, it's, it's more flawed than what people want to pretend it, it is. Well, Eric and Eric, uh, one with a K, one with a C. One means king, I think, and the other one means, like, spear or something like that. One is Celtic, one is, Jer- one is Norse. Literally, the only difference between the two is the the letter that makes the K sound at the end. Is it a C or is it a K? And, and we get this all the time, even in modern language. Uh, you can only make so many sounds, damn it. Yeah, there's only so many. Uh, there are things that we can say. Like, for instance, th, things. That's actually a uh, pronunciation that not a lot of languages have. Oddly enough. Maybe that is also worth mentioning that in the past, like the, the alphabet that we now use today, commonly, that isn't that is also a new uh, idea, that you have like vast parts of the world where everyone uses the same alphabet. That is not how it used to be. Even with uh, the runic alphabets, 
they were locally you know not completely different but you had different uh, symbols for different sounds altogether uh, sometimes an L or you know a certain letter might have been written differently from just just by difference of region let alone difference over the generations it's far more complicated than than just you know oh they all had an alphabet slap that on there and bam that's well, uh, not again, how it again to get back to the the initial point that you wanted to make at the very beginning of this episode is if you only focus on this stuff which it's good stuff i mean don't get me wrong this is all good stuff but do you remember to go outside and play with your kids what's more important well, it's like picking which god is which god, or going out and playing ball with your kids. Well, it's 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 a very simple question. Which one is more important? Well, it's like if someone wants to actually venerate or do, pay respect to a god, like some a lot of people want to. Most of them don't care. Like I've seen people that will like cut themselves and bleed into a dish and give it to Freya. Our people do enough self harm right now. I don't think you doing more of it is impressing her. Um. If you want to impress Freya, do things that Freya would do. Do her work on Earth. That's why priests in Christianity do the things the way they do and why I get so bent out of shape when pagans try to rebuild things like the church has yeah, their priests. That, that Abrahamic uh, because, framework. Because the, the Abrahamics, the, the Christian priests, the Muslim priests, etc., they are doing their God's work on Earth. Our gods don't do that. So if you are a if you are someone who is very attracted or interested in a god who is of medicine, maybe, do medicine. Do medicine uh, because like the priests of Nodens or uh, Asclepius, they were doctors. Um, if you are a warrior, like or at the very least someone who goes to war, Tyr or uh, Ares or whatever your ancestry is, Svetovid, uh, Nuada, etc. That would be a good deity for you. You're a smith. Pick a smithing deity. If you're on the seas, there's a lot. There's plenty of ocean deities among our people. Or rather, if you like a smith, take up smithing. Start actually doing it. That's the important part: is doing. Doing is so important. It. it mm. Here's the thing: is I also understand no matter what we can, what we say, it can be taken out of context because I've had so many discussions where you say one thing and they, they go. Due to our people's nature, we are peoples of extremes, have a tendency to take it all the way to the other extreme. Like when I say I don't, I have complete apathy to the enemies of our people, then some people will say, oh, that means that you don't care about what's happening. Oh, no, 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 you got this fucking twisted. Yeah, no. I care very much about what's happening to our people. Yes. I'm just apathetic to the plights of our enemies. I don't give a fuck about them. No more than I care about the fly that I swat and smash up against the wall until it's dead. Like, let, like let's take an example. Like, let's say Koof all of a sudden got really bad, but it exclusively affected uh, people of African descent. We're not going to care. I would give absolutely zero fucks. Yeah. N one way or the other. Well, and um, the Snyofer uh, brought up the bear lore and like the serpent and dragon lore. And yes, there are really widespread things in Europe that are so old that they are, um, that they're almost pan-European, I would say. But again, kind of the, the point of the topic, which I keep yanking us back or trying to. Yeah. Um, like you, you yourself, Tal, you got to the point, 
were used researching and, uh, the mythology and the stories and, and all this stuff so much, so much in your head, um, you began, you eventually realized that you're starting to ignore life. Yes. Right? And, and it, you realize, oh shit, while this is not, it's not useless, it's not the most important part, which is why now starting, well, you're dragging me out for walks because I hate walking through the city, but dragging me out for walks, learning how to fight, lifting weights, actually doing things. Yeah, it's, it, we need that balance, the triketra. You need all three spheres. You need to, you need to cultivate your body, your mind, and your spirit. Any one of these starving, you are starving yourself. Uh, the plate people. tips. The, the plate will flip if, if it's too far out of balance. And you don't want an, a perfect balance because then it stops spinning and it just stagnates. Well, and an example of why it's important to live is think about how much you, me, Hans, everybody have sort of realized about paganism by taking it from the perspective of not only is it intrinsic to us, but it's shown in how we live. Like, uh, we came up with, uh, and we're not the only ones. This is actually one of the reasons I give it some credit, is there's a bit of a spiritual contract with dogs. Because our people especially have very good terms with dogs. We very we care about them. They're a member of the family. People try to claim dogs will, that it's they're just in it for the food. Dogs will willingly starve themselves to protect their, to give get food for their owner. This happens with homeless people. Their dogs will go out because people for, won't give food or money or anything to the, the the homeless person, but they'll give it to the cute little Rottweiler, the cute little Labrador. So they go out, they beg for food, and they get on the bus, and they come back, and they bring it, and they share it with their humans. The dogs could easily keep themselves fed and fat and maybe even happy, even, even in the city. Happy-ish. But they value their human companions so much they are willing to go without to feed them. Does it mean they won't eat you when you're dead? No, no, no. In fact, uh, if, if, my, if I died and my dog had nothing else to eat, fuck, go for it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's meat. Feed yourself until you can get the hell out of the house and feed yourself some more. Yeah. I'm not going to blame them for that. They got to live. And it's this... It's a thing is... This is written nowhere in the lore, but you can see it in our people's nature. That's if what even it's... if your pets, yeah, this is perhaps something for those who have pets. If your pet thinks you're worth being around, maybe that's worth heeding, heeding, so to say, uh, in and of itself. To come back to the initial point of uh, being more busy with life than with you're thinking about the afterlife. And really, if you're overly focused on the gods or language or any of this other stuff, you, I, I, I implore you, I beg you, stop and ask yourself, how much life am I, am I actually living? Am I doing anything that's worthy of being remembered? So don't forget to laugh. Don't forget to love. Don't forget to, to do things, to live. This other stuff, it does have value, but is without us, it, it's just empty. If we disappear, so do the deities. So, so do our gods. They disappear as well with us. So living is important. You don't, you don't think, even if we could write everything out so it can actually be understood, and then we disappeared from, the, from, from all of existence, 
that the other peoples would understand what what the hell we wrote down. They they couldn't. No, I mean it'd be I, impossible. Well, I mean people like to try and claim that Hindus kept stuff for a very long time. The freaking Japanese can't. And they're actually And they try. They actively try. Yeah, they just can't help themselves. They end up making our gods into big titty goth girlfriends or something. It's it's But even even when they don't go to that extreme, they try on occasion to portray our shit the right way. And they get close, but they still miss the mark. They're off by that one to three degrees, which is quite a bit. But they're they try. Yeah. Even if they wanted to, they couldn't do it. We have to no, we have to live. We have to live it, live it, so that we can understand it, so that we can be it, so that when somebody looks at who's who's the last uh, respo- uh, response here, uh, that's Arca. Yeah. Okay. So when uh, I'm just going to throw something on you, Arca, when the little kids look at Arca and they they're like, oh, he embodies. Uh, well, who is this? Uh, this artisan god, because I know that you draw. Who's this artisan god? One kid can talk to the other kid and say, well, he's like Arca. He draws, he he, he also does uh, fighty stuff. He also does music a little bit. And all of these things are they're kind of arts. So then to embody that, so that we can see the deities with, not, not just within ourselves, but other people can't. Well, it's like, um, I've brought this up before, like little kids around Christmas time. It's like, Santa, Santa! Because it's a big fat guy with a big white beard. Right. And, well, and they'll do it in July and August, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, uh, uh, so what's the possibility of someone who looks a lot like uh, oh, uh, Woden or uh, Thor? You know, big red bearded guy with a hammer, a wander, uh, wandering guy with a beard and a stick and a cloak. Right. I mean, it's like oh, I saw Odin, I saw Woden, I saw Woden, or I saw, or I saw Thor, and, and the kids get all sorts of excited. I mean, we we dress up as them all the time. It, it's a whole thing, and yes, our gods don't te- technically have form, because uh, this is something I bring up sometimes: is the gods how they're depicted is usually symbolic, mm-hmm. because for the longest time, most of the northern tribes did not depict the gods in physical form. No. It used to be more spirit-like. It's actually only uh, from my perception, maybe in the last 3,000 years, that uh, <clears throat> most deities became more... Anthropomorphized. Uh, yeah, mannish. Uh, yeah, anthropomorphized. Right, know, and yeah. <laughs> much less so 3,000 years ago than 1,000 years ago. Yeah, it's... Like, for instance, Hala. She will take many forms. So will... Uh, Rubizel, or the old man of the mountain, um, they don't technically have a core form. They have more popular forms that they are known by. But it's not the same thing. Like, uh, Hala could appear as a beautiful maiden, or she might appear as an old crone. Sometimes she'll even disguise herself as animals or spirits of a specific kind. It's a whole thing. And... It... It's one of the important things there is it's if you're going to depict them in human form, stick to our race. Don't because I've seen like Blackie Dune and that's just that's not a Dune. That's not a Dune. Yeah, it's not a Dune. It's a black chick with apples. Um, We have to have one of our goddesses names written on the image or whatever it is, which has what is that supposed to mean? 
Yeah. Well, and it, to come back to living, let's use an example of someone who almost went through uh, ascension or apotheosis. The church actually stopped her. Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc was almost to goddess People steps. actually were praying to her. She had uh, a cult. Uh, idols and temples of her own. Joan of Arc was becoming the goddess of the French, bit by bit. And the church made her a saint to stop that. She put herself out in extreme danger, almost died, was ridiculously brave, became a symbol the people would fight for, and accepted her death with dignity, even though it was complete and utter bullshit that had happened to her. That is living life to the fullest. And now she's a legend? She's a borderline goddess. Do not live in fear. Do not live waiting for the afterlife. And there's many ways to that to that position. It could be through being the best fucking baker ever. And you you teach people how to bake, you you being bring baking into their It doesn't matter what the thing is. But do it to, to the absolute best that you can. And again, it's the doing part that is the utmost importance. Everything else is in addition to. It doesn't mean that's not important. It's just when people live in their heads, they forget to live, live in their bodies. They forget to live life. And, and that's my entire point. Every show, actually, is don't forget to live. Yeah, and this is for all the beings of the North. of the north. Not just us, because another example of someone who lived their life to the fullest, at least for a while, and ended up a legend and basically a spirit, people are already referred to him as a spirit, is Wojtek. Yeah. The bear, the hero the bear. Wojtek, yeah. Yeah. He is connecting people. He is leading people. He is attracting the Polish people to him. The spirit of Wojtek, well, the, and there's the gift more people of that get behind Wojtek than just the uh, just the poles. Because once you become aware of the story, you're like, "Oh shit, this is impressive." Oh, uh, perhaps this is worth adding. You know, <clears throat> again about shared stories and shared deities. Uh, is <clears throat> this unit ended up in? Uh, oh, was it Edinburgh? Uh, or at least somewhere, I think somewhere in Scotland, eventually, where they were stationed. And that's where they built a statue for Wojtek. <coughs> Scottish people, not the Poles that raised him. Isn't well, that interesting? Well, and there's another statue of him in Poland. So he's already got two idols to the, the legend of Wojtek. Um, or uh, an example would be from lore from a... Because uh, in Antwerp... Uh, in uh, modern day Belgium but just the lowlands um, there's a myth involving uh, Minerva the the people there aren't technically Roman but there was enough Roman influence that those legends sort of entered the lore there so there's the myth uh, of Minerva there well Minerva is part of the story there uh, the, the main hero was his name again Bravo, Bravo which is actually a uh, a Roman himself, but uh, yeah, he has a, a statue in for uh, himself, and Minerva has something to do with it. Yeah. Well, well and really, if we allow for these cultural differences, because it basically that's what it is, 
within our own groups, we can then glory in who we are and, and the complete majesty of who we are as a, as a race, as a species, as a people. Well, a, a big example of this would be in America. There's many different groups here, and there are people that made their legend here that came from another area. Like one of our founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton, he was born on one of the colonies in the Caribbean. Or um, John Muir was a Scottish immigrant, but he is famous for what he did for the forests in California and across mm-hmm. the country. Well, and that's why, uh, even if they're well-intentioned, um, that's why we don't t- try to thrust tribal names onto all of us. Well, everybody just call yourself Celtic because the original meaning of the word Celt was just people or the person or person. I am a person. I am of the people. That's what those words actually mean. I don't insist everybody call themselves Celtic. Uh, you shouldn't insist that everybody call themselves Teutonic. You shouldn't insist that everybody call themselves Slavic because it, it actually removes it removes this splendorous glory that we are as a whole. It's it's a beautiful mess, and a lot of people try to make order out of paganism. We are not an orderly people. Well, we are orderly in the way of, like, a tree. I believe all of our peoples have a symbol of the tree of life or some version of it. Um, we are like the tree, and we're branches and leaves with a, on the tree. But that is perfect order, even though it appears chaotic at first glance because everything isn't sorted and piled and broke down into pieces and components. As soon as you start doing that, all you do is kill the tree. You're removing from the tree. Well, it's like that meme, uh, the the pine tree, the the pine branch with like the needles all coming out of it. This is order. This is natural order. You pluck all the pine needles off, you stack them, and you take the little wooden pieces and you stack them up, all you've done is destroy. You created supposed chaos. Yes. And you were doing that example as well. I was just adding to it. Yeah, and and it's 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 the perfect meme actually for who we are. And this applies because we do have non-whites that listen to us. This applies to all of our peoples. You don't try imitate, if you're Japanese, don't try to imitate the Europeans. Be Japanese. Europeans do not try to imitate imitate the Japanese, uh, or Hyperboreans don't try to imitate imitate the the Japanese. Be Hyperborean. There's we're, we have shared shapes, so there, yeah, of course, there's going to be some commonalities. I mean, we're all born, we all breathe air, we all eat, we all drink, we all die. So of course, there's going to be some commonalities, which is interesting because like I, I like Japanese stuff, but. I also glory in the differences, like, oh, isn't this neat? That's kind of similar to to how we do things. But then look at this thing that's very different, which then also highlights what it is that's different about us, which makes me love our people even more. Well, like, I I actually was recently watching some Japanese uh, traditions. They are extremely rigid. And don't get me wrong, the Japanese, from our perspective, does some monstrous shit, but I'm sure that it's the same in reverse. That we do some stuff that, from their perspective, is kind of fucked up. I don't know why non-whites listen to us, but it could be because we don't demonize them. We just recognize that we are not the same species, and therefore we are at odds with each other simply due to the fact that we exist. Don't have to hate them. No, and I... Everybody go back to their own fucking corners. We're good. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't personally want... Um, I don't personally want the the Japanese to go extinct or anything. I, their culture is beautiful. It's just not ours. Yeah. I'm not going to worship Raijin or Ebisu or Amaterasu. Those are their ancestors and their deities. And they have beautiful traditions. Like if I was... If the, we weren't at a war or something, I wouldn't mind going as a tourist. Right. Just like I, I don't... But well, I don't mind foreign tourists. What I mind is when they come here and stay here. Yes. Like they're... they're and. Just like us, you can have ancestors, you can have your ancestral faith, your your natural ways, your all of it. And you can have it even if you're not on your actual ancestral land. Our ancestors moved around all the time. Well, that's like um, you and me, actually. We aren't European, but we are Hyperborean. Yeah, we are, we don't live in Europe, but we are of that stock, of the Hyperborean stock. Right. And, the reason we use Hyperborean is because all the other words have been corrupted, and Hyperborean just means people of the north, w above the land of the north wind. So us, it, it's an accurate enough description, the people mm -hmm. of the north. And it hasn't been completely fucked with yet. No, there are so some weirdos through, out there. Through the, the, our hopes is through, through embracing the word Hyperborean, we can reclaim the name European. We can reclaim what it means to be white. We can reclaim all these other descriptors of our people. By backing up to this and then moving forward. Well, what do you mean European? Well, I mean the Hyperboreans that lived in, in Europe. Not these immigrants. Oh, okay. It makes it a little harder for them to argue. I mean, they still will. They still will. There is no winning in an argument. Um, because to, to paraphrase... Um, um, uh, ah, fuck. The name of that show. I love it. It's the one with the, the giant uh, insects and the, the space marines. Oh, uh, oh, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. The the only true authority is violence. I, I mean, really, you're not going to win an argument unless they actually just want to have a discussion. You can have a discussion with people, you can sway their minds, but when it comes to an argument, nobody's listening. Yes, and another thing to take into account is it's not just us that have spirituality. Like, if you asked a bear what their spirituality is, they would look at you weird if they could understand you and go, bear? Right. And they do have some kinds of spirituality. They follow the literal footsteps of their of Which their is really neat if you can find the videos of them. There, there's ancient bear pathways where the, 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 the footprints of the bears have been worn into the stone. And the bears, when they pass through this area, the living bears, when they pass through this area go out of their way to step in the same tracks. That's a kind of spirituality. Um, they'll, they'll mourn each other. That is a kind of spirituality. Or the uh, the bear singing in the circle thing. Yes. Uh, they'll, they'll sing and they'll play and they'll dance. That is a type of spirituality. Well, and some of the gods, uh, of our people at least, uh, I don't know about everybody else, but they're gods, but all of their legends are from when they were mortal. Like Heracles. Yeah. All of his legends are from when he was a mortal demigod. A mortal man who did great deeds. Well, and then you got some people that try saying all of our gods were animals at one point. Like Wojciech. If you give him long enough, people remember him. Uh, he, he was a bear. People will forget that he was a bear. Um, and he'll have a bear form, but then slowly he'll transition over into a human slash... Or a bear slash human. And eventually probably just human... Who has a bear or can turn into a bear. 
Well, Does, these things happen over time, but that isn't necessarily all the, always the case. Because if a, if a hero rises up, it could actually go in reverse or some variation of, or they might just remain human. Well, a good example of um, these form changing is um, Fenrir. Mm-hmm. More and more over time, people are depicting him in like an anthropomorphic uh, werewolf form. So it, it's there's this whole broad, beautiful, glorious mess. And on that note, I have to stop for another commercial break because I don't want to spend another five hours uploading this. All right, and we're back. And either way, no matter how you look at it, it comes down to. Um, don't forget to live life. The stories are great. They're amazing. The the myths, the the ideas of what might be in the afterlife. Um, in the end, well, like me, I believe in the afterlife. I believe that there is an afterlife. Like a, a physical place that the, the spirit of my body will go when I die. But what if I'm wrong? What if? Uh, people like to play the what if game. But what if there is? But what if there's not? If you spend your entire life just playing these mental puzzles and forget to live life, what a horrible waste that would be if there isn't. Well, we haven't heard much from Myobi or Han, so Myobi, you want to wanna chime in with anything? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think everything you guys are saying is, is really good, and I, I don't know, I guess... The whole living thing, that's what it comes down to. That's I, it's why I think this is a really good discussion, and I think this is something that we have to keep stressing and we have to keep talking about because, you know, I always say that paganism is about life and Christianity is about death, and we don't want to go down that path like the Christians do to where that's all they focus on. And again, when you start getting into these discussions about the gods and our different people, that Man, to me, that's that's living. That's stuff that we should be talking about. We should be celebrating, you know. In addition to, you know, activities that we do, having these discussions is so important, and it's so important to our people. It's so important to our, I don't know, just to stay uplifted and encouraged. And this is, it's all a beautiful thing. So yeah, we we just got to keep living. That's that's really important. That's. We got to do that. <laughs> right. Well, and, and if we're if we're not afraid to die, that means that we're not afraid to live. And then that means that we then open up the door to be able to actually live and live gloriously, to live great lives, strong lives, lives worth remembering. Because we aren't held back by the fear of what if, maybe. Because we don't care. It's like, I know what is now. And then you can push through things and do things that you would have thought otherwise impossible. So things so, that uh, <clears throat> I mean, we yeah, we spoke about that the stream or two ago, right? Where people told us, "Oh, you'll never succeed. You'll never have the magazine. You'll never get people listening. You." And here we are. Why? It's because we didn't allow ourselves to be held back by the what ifs. What if something bad will happen to us? What if the what if the the <clears throat> murderous anti-whites out there in the world will find out and what have you? It's like, oh no! What if the boogeyman comes and eats our toes? <laughs> we're still going to do the right thing. And here, here is an important one. 
here's an important one. Again, I'm gonna stress this. Uh, we spoke about it before, but I'm gonna say it again. This started with three dudes. Three guys that decided we care enough and we're gonna do this. Look where we are now. And this is still inception. This is still beginning phases. We're well into it, but still the beginning. Now imagine. And it comes back to that example of those hundred people that I spoke of before. What if there is all kinds of groups, three people here, four people there, five people there, and they truly invest time, energy and money in the ways they see fit to do right by our people. You think that won't have that that won't um, change a whole lot for the better? Instead of these people who insist on no, just keep you know, essentially like the 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 time we live in right now. How how can it be be more uh, apt to say? Uh, well, <clears throat> are you gonna keep wearing your mask and keep sitting uh, in house arrest for now until until death takes you, and then you'll have your afterlife? Or actually, are you actually going to get some joy out of life and throw that you know throw the mask, the muzzle away, get out of your house when you want to, because well, you only have one, you know. Your life is now. It's it's ongoing. The, the the days, the last year, you're never going to get that year back. Are you really going to let them take more years? Because it will be years if it's not forever. Right. Well, and that's why I call this the the age of heroes. Is because as bad as everything seems right now, right now is the time when heroes can rise up and become heroes. The bar is set so fucking low. You might be a hero simply by refusing to wear the mask. You could be a hero by having the courage to walk up, pat somebody on the back, and tell them that they're doing a good job. I, I mean, right now the bar for being a hero is so low. So, right now is when heroes are born, when they're created. Be one of them. Be one of them. And that, that's like the minor heroes I mentioned. But what about the people that have the nerve to actually get together and create something, to build something, to come together and form actual physical communities where we can shake each other's hands and get fucking dirty together? That's And today's day, that is a heroic act. That is pure defiance. Right now, it is so easy to be a hero if only you have the courage to do it. You don't have to go out and... and uh, Climb three mountains and, and wander through the, the swamp of the, the malandering doom. And then fight two dragons to meet the, the, the lady who will send you on the quest for the magic sword to defeat the super duper bad. You ain't got to do all that. All you have to do is stand up and say, no, I've had enough of this shit. I, I love my people and I am not going to apologize about it or for it. And then do something. Yeah, it... And there are plenty of legends among our people of people that founded certain things. Think of the the founding fathers. Think of Romulus and Remus. Think of, uh, we brought up Brabo uh, and uh, the giant of Antwerp. Uh, Hengist and Horsa, uh, among others. Uh, the uh, Berktolt, the, the bear deity in uh Burma. You wonder why we call you the lore keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. It's... There is so, so much, and it's one of the reasons that, like earlier today I was talk, I was saying, Asatru is a modern religion. It is. People might use it to refer to something, but it, it just well, is... And if you're using it as a legal, as just a legal umbrella, 
do that. Do that. Do that. But Asatru as it's set forth, modern religion. Again, you do you. It's the same with Hinduism. I don't actually care about you doing Hinduism if as long as you aren't telling me that it's the same as what I'm doing. That it's our ethnic faith. Yeah, that's where I draw the line, Buster. But it's... The ethnic faith is not a religion. It, it's, it is more of a way, but it's intrinsic. It's less about something you create and more about something you acknowledge. Um, and if we can acknowledge that... Because there is a difference between the mindset between a pagan and a non-pagan, a universalist. And I just like using the term pagan. But it's not because you build or create a new mindset. It's stripping off the old. It's well, like it, getting the rust or the gunk question. off of something. I have a basic question. If your religion is your people, is it actually a religion? I would argue no. Well, and like I brought up earlier, every other ethnic faith gets described this way. Uh, Shinto, it's just the way of the Japanese. Uh, the Lakono's ethnic faith, intrinsic, you are born into it. This It is a oddity within European ethnic faith to describe it as a religion. And it's mostly because we are the we have been under the thumb of something called a religion for so long. The idea of something being intrinsic is very odd to us. And yet we can see it. We can see it displayed everywhere. Whether they're standing beside us or, or screaming in our faces. Our biospirit, uh, if they're of our blood... Even if they're screaming in our faces and they are fighting for the enemy, you if you break it down, you can see that they're doing what they're doing for the same reason that we're doing what we're doing. It's just they're, um, they've got a twisted worldview. Exactly. From, from our perspective, it's a twisted worldview. Because they're under the assumption all the peoples are the same. We're like, mm, no, we're not. They, want, they, they imagine themselves being the good guy. They imagine themselves being the hero. They imagine themselves being the self-sacrificing one. And in many ways they are. They're just standing in direct opposition of what is healthiest for us as a people. What will allow our continuation. So they're doing all these naughty things for the exact same reason. They're... Ah! It is really frustrating. It is really, really frustrating. Because they aren't actually bad people in general. I mean, we got fucked up people on our side. They got fucked up people on their side. But it's still the same biospirit. They, they want... Who among us wakes up in the morning and says, Ha ha ha, I want to be the bad guy. What evil deeds shall I do today? Yeah. How many puppies shall I kick? Yeah, it, no, you don't, None of us do that. You don't tense your fingers like Mr. Burns and go, Excellent. Yeah, we, we, we just don't do that. None of us do that. They think that they're doing what's best. They're wrong. I will argue that they're wrong. But they want to be the good guy. They want to be loved and adored. They want to be the hero. They want to be right. They, they, they want to be good. They want to be noble. Their sense of nobility, though, in my opinion, uh, our biosphere has been twisted and it manifests into that. Yeah, it's like we brought up before. A lot of the messed up crap we're doing right now is a result of a twisting of our nature. And I could start listing off examples, but there's not really. There's any too point. many. There's not there's enough too hours many. in the day. There's too many, and some of them, especially the ones people are going to know off the top of their head, require explanations. Because if not, you get a really weird "what." 
right. kind of look to it. So, yeah, when your when your people is your religion, is it actually a religion? I, I myself argue we don't need religion. We don't need that kind of structure. You don't need me to tell you what to do. You don't need me to say, okay, now you must every, what is today, Tuesday? Every Tuesday at, at noon Eastern time, you need to sit down, arrange your cup on the left side and your plate on the right side because I want you to have a drink of milk and one cookie. Not two cookies, not a cookie and a half, not half a cookie. I want you to have one whole cookie. Turn on our, turn on our stream. And then, oh, by the way, send us half your money. You don't need me to fucking do that. You don't need me to structure your life. All you need is for me to say, hey, the reason that you do this is because of this. You don't need me to tell you what to do with that. Well, encouragement, I guess, is kind of what we're here for. But we're not trying to tell people what to do. But we're trying to tell you what to do. <laughs> well, like in, in America, I'll use examples I know. There are pilgrimages. It's just not what people think. It's their pilgrimages to, like, uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. The pilgrimages to, uh, what is it, uh, Graceland? Mm -hmm. For uh, people who are really big fans of Elvis. Uh, Betsy Ross's house. Mount Vernon. Uh, Monticello. Uh, it's These are sacred sites to the American people because they're heroes of our ancestry. Well, and for the most part, I think what we do try to do with our show is to remind people who they are um, and then while we talk about specific gods or specific uh, places or spe those are just to reinforce our general message which is just reminding our people who we are that we don't need all this we don't need to live in boxes we shouldn't live in boxes like that now I don't mean your house I mean the way that life is structured well, I mean, how many of us wish we could just go out, wish we could just go to the river and play in the middle of summer? And uh, the buffering goblins, uh, it might be because our um, our internet is hit and miss today. We might want to actually start finishing up just so that we don't accidentally end... Uh... Uh, I don't care. We're going to run up to the two hours and then stop. We got about another half hour or so. Uh, we got about, yeah, about 15 minutes. No, we got... I'm looking at the recording clock, not at the... Time clock. Ah. So, anyways, um, well, I'll, I'll let everybody know. Too, like, Go ahead. Talking about you know religion and whatnot, and and I I talk, I did a video where I talked about rituals and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with doing rituals or having these sort of more structured things. Let's say there's nothing wrong with that. But to feel that that's what you have to do in order to venerate the gods or be pagan that's where you run into problems because you know we all we're all living lives a lot of us have busy lives maybe you don't have time to do some complicated ritual on the full moon let's say or whatever and that's okay that shouldn't that shouldn't discourage you from finding a way to venerate the gods it doesn't have to be this big complicated thing you know again ritual is fine it's it's okay and even even religion is fine if that's if that's how you choose to express your beliefs and all that's fine but don't feel like you have to do that or you're not pagan enough or something that's where the problem or that you have to force people to come into the box that you've built around yourself 
Right, right. Like, it's not like, you know, we're not like the Jehovah's Witnesses knocking on people's doors saying, you know, come with us. No, no, no. Every, you know, you venerate the gods, respect the gods, live a good life, embrace your people. And if you do that, you're, you're doing fine. You don't have to be super structured with other things unless you want to. It, that's your decision. And you don't need to force other people to do that either. Right. Well, and part of that, too, like me and Moya was having a conversation the other day. If you and your group are doing this thing where you're singing a song to um, uh, give me a random Italian god. Diana. Okay, Diana. You and your group, you get together, you build a fire, you sing a song, and you all wear this specific um, pretty dress. And you like to sing a song to Diana. And... But you guys invited me there. And you guys stand around in your circle and you lift your head and your palms and ha 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 Diana. And then I participate, but I lay my ass on the ground and I go ha Diana. And I'm not really disturbing the group, but I'm laying down. If I fucked up your ceremony, you're doing something wrong. If you're like, oh, well, that's weird, but okay. Then you're probably doing it right. So if I can fuck it up just by not going and lockstep with everybody, uh, you, you've taken things a step too far. If, however, there's there's room for some variance, then you're actually probably being more more genuine. It's that genuine part of it that that's right, important right. when it comes to that. So I, I don't care if um, if you're like, oh, I, I feel the need to. Connect with the gods. So I'm going to light a candle, pour a glass of wine, stare into the flame, and I'm going to just talk to the gods because it makes me feel better. And I hope that one of the de- one of the gods or this god will come and sit down with me and partake in this drink and this conversation I'm having. This that's wonderful. But as soon as you think that you have to do that, now you're just doing some pre-programmed shit. Right. Or for, like I said, you know, for people to feel like that they're somehow not good enough or they're doing it wrong. And then that maybe will discourage them from doing anything at all. And that's not good either. You know, if if the way you venerate the gods is to just take a walk outside or even just think about them or, or any or just acknowledge the fact that they exist like that's that's enough. As long as you're doing, you know, don't feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. So I'm just going to give up. You know, don't do that. That's uh- you don't. That's not necessary. <laughs> well, and I'm a big fan of, of um, the way that uh, Ike describes it, where I don't know if, uh, I don't know, the hearth goddess, bake a loaf of bread. Share that loaf of bread with, with friends and family. Don't bake a loaf of bread and then smash it into the dirt so nobody can have it because that's uh, the hearth goddess's loaf of bread. Don't, don't do that. Share that loaf of bread. Then you're actually embodying the hearth goddess. That's that's how you how you do that, and, and don't do it. it. Here's another thing too: if you got two kids, and one is just a good kid, um, and doesn't really expect anything, they 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 just do this these things without even thinking about them. Of oh hey, they're gonna think I'm a good kid if I do this thing. But then you got another kid who does the exact same stuff, but he's expecting a chocolate bar when he's done. Which one is actually the better kid? Which one is more genuine? And let's be honest with ourselves, which one do we like better? The one that we have to give the chocolate bar to or the one that we just say thank you to? 
Right. Well, it's head behind what you're doing. Yeah. The, and it's a really simple concept, but it is really hard to describe to people when they're coming from modernity, I guess, that is, it is so simple. It is so simple to do. It doesn't have to be, it's not that it can't be structured, but it doesn't have to be structured in these ways that you think of as ceremonies and rituals. It is actually natural to ourselves. If you're trying to, if you're trying really hard, you're trying too hard. It should really just be something that you do naturally. If it feels wrong, it probably is wrong. And I don't know anybody that does these ceremonies or whatever that doesn't somewhere deep down inside say, this doesn't feel quite right. It's because it's not. It's because you're trying too hard. You're not actually being sincere. Right. And a lot of that, I think, does come from, you know, many of us came from, you know, structured religions like Catholicism or the various Christian religions. And I mean, that's something, you know, it's like thinking of the gods as as family and not something so distant and separate from us. That's something that I know I personally have struggled with, um, you know, not anymore, but in the beginning, because it's like you're so used to the structure. You're so used to the God being the separate thing. You have to be perfect or else God's going to strike you down. Like it's it's hard to get out of that mindset when you've been in it for so many years. It takes time and it takes patience. And that's all well and good. And I agree with that. It, like, I'm still not even completely out of it. It's the people that stop completely and then think they're already there. That's what can yeah. bug me at times. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah I, I, I can tell you when you finally get it. You'll be dead and buried or dead and cremated. And then you'll finally get it. <laughs> yes, but you you can get back to at least the pagan mindset overall, right? <laughs> right before you're dead, hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> but we we should continue to improve in every way that we can, yes. which includes physically and community, and uh, I guess community in, involves family too. But uh, the the family, the interactions with the people, being something to look up to. Um, uh, we should continue to strive towards that until about three days after we're dead. So we are never done. We Always just, a work in progress. If you think that you've made it, I guarantee you, you haven't. I am. I was raised in this, and I am still constantly trying, constantly putting in effort. I, I'm not like, oh shit, I got this stuff down pat. Now I can just kick back and just wallow in my the glory that is me. No, 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 no. I have to keep going. I have to keep trying to inspire people. I have to keep trying to to pull people together to understand who we are as a people I, so that they can appreciate themselves. And that's and not that's in a false thing. sense. What's you that? should always be working and learning and growing. And, and that's, you know, you should never be done with that. That's a really good thing. And I think that's something that's, you know, very unique and special about our people, that we are always learning and growing. And it's not, you're never done. And you should not, you're right. You're done like three days after you're dead. That's that, That's part <laughs> of the only thing. It's a labor of love. It's something you want to do. Right. Well, that's the expression of love right there. Because when you do something, actually legitimately do something for somebody that you love just because you love them, do you expect anything in return? No, of course not. And all the good people out there know that that's the response. So. Right. Really, that that's the general approach is love. 
love your people and understand you can't save everybody either because it's in reality you can save hardly anybody most people have to save themselves so you can stand there we can't wake anybody up this is a common one if we got to wake our people up we got to wake our people up we can't wake them up nobody woke you up nobody woke um, Hans up nobody woke up Snow Wolf nobody woke up Moy nobody woke up uh, I forget who the the person that was uh, talking earlier that was new to our audience uh, White Healing I think yeah White Healing nobody woke up White Healing you all woke yourselves up the best that we can do is be standing here waiting to help them get through this transitionary period and come to love themselves and their people we can't wake them up. All we can do is stand here and wait for them to wake themselves up. And then hope, while we're waiting, we try to build something. We, we build communities. That's like lighting a fucking beacon and saying, hey, wake the fuck up. Look at, look at who we are as a people. Look at what we can accomplish despite everything that's going on. Because everything that we do as a people, we do despite. D- despite... Uh, being hated on. I mean, shit, we've only just now been waking up and realizing that we're under attack. And yeah. we've been under attack. Uh, we, we've traced it back over a thousand years as as a people, as a people, not individual groups within the people, but as a people, we've been under attack for over a thousand years. We're only just now noticing. How fucking strong does that make us? Very. We did not even notice... The child pounding on our legs, desperately trying to chop, chop us down. It took this much pounding for us to even notice. What was that, Hans? No, no, go ahead. Uh, was totally on point. I just agreed. That's it. Oh, I, I was done. <laughs> well, and here's a... <sighs> here's another deity that I want to throw out there just because we're, we're talking about it's about living it's about the people it's about returning to who we are and it's about and the gods are a part of the ancestry a part of the family there's actually a deity most people don't know about him and a lot of people try to say he's Tyr and that's uh, that's Twisto or Twisco mm-hmm. uh, he's and his son Manus is the progenitor of a lot of the Germanic tribes mm-hmm. this is another example of descended from deities it's, it's across the board. This is not new. This is not something that we just came up with because we want to be special. This is written in our very lore. We are noble. We are divine. Mm-hmm. We should damn well act like it. And as far as being descended of the gods, my family, we, we, we claim um, descendants from Tyr. Does that mean Tyr was literally the, the progenitor of my family line? Not necessarily. But we are allied to him, so therefore we, we try to emulate Tyr as best as we can. Now, also too, I use the name Tyr. Does that mean it's the same Tyr that's in the Eddas? Not necessarily. Because we have a lot of... My family has a lot of stories of Tyr. I think there's only, what, one in the, the Eddas? A handful. A, a More small than handful. one, but there's a handful. But almost nothing of him in Eddas. So are they the same Tyr? Maybe. Also, the possibility remains maybe not. Am I going to beat myself up or beat somebody else up over the idea of, well, these are the same, or, well, but they're different. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I really don't. My family's tier, who we are descended from, 
that's that's who I, I pay attention to. Now, anybody that goes and starts insulting any of the gods, which is why I, I've, I defend like Chernobog so much, because they will attack the, the deities and paint them as evil and malevolent and um, dastardly. Loki, <laughs> Hades. I, my nature, fellas. immediately I have to go to their defense because to slander any of our gods is to slander our people. Yeah, they, they really go after... Like, Hades is one of the weird ones because none of his myths actually line up with the weird satanic vibe they tend to give him. Yeah. His personality doesn't oh, yeah. fit at all. Which one of them do? I mean... Well, not none of them do, but, like, Hades is especially odd because he is, like, a complete opposite of the personality type. Mm-hmm. But pretty much I find myself running to the, um, the defense of any of our deities that get slandered. I, I don't care what their name is. If they're of our people, it doesn't even have to be of the same tribe that I'm from. I will run to the defense of any of our deities that are actually being straight out slandered. We can argue about them all that we want. I'll stay out of it. I don't give a shit. Um, But to slander one of our deities? uh, Yeah, that's not not cool. Same as if if somebody takes one and holds it up on high, um, Uh um, I don't know, fucking dogged. The Dogda. They hold the Dogda up on this pedestal way above everyone else and then start trying to steal from the other deities and give it to the Dogda. At that point, I'm going to take out my hammer and I'm going to start whacking on that pedestal to bring them down to the same level as the other deities. Well, I mean, even like the American demigods are like tall tale folk heroes. That well, we I, I mentioned that though because I go after Odin a lot. Yeah. But it's because they, they're turning him to a, into a Yahweh, which... Is stealing from the Odin other himself, gods. regardless of what you think about him. It's stealing from Odin himself and all the other deities. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I wrote a whole thing on this. Like, why is Odin not enough? As Odin, I mean, for somebody to say, I'll take the, the bottom names here. For somebody to say, like, Ike, me, Hans, Snow Wolf, and Moy are all the same people. They have stolen from, and then attribute it all to me. They are stealing from me. And from Moy, and from Hans, and from Snow Wolf, and from Ike. They are stealing from all of us because they're also saying, I am not enough. I am not good enough, and neither are they, so we must be combined. Because we're just not enough. What the hell kind of attitude is that? Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're getting into the, uh, into the end of it. Let me do a quick plug. And then you guys can uh, can round out, and I'll play us out after the last person goes. Um, my my whole point of today's show is don't forget to live, and don't try to to put our people in in boxes. We should be outside running around, and it's okay that we're playing slightly different games or the same game different ways. That's all right because we are still our people. We're still all outside playing together. So don't forget, don't. Don't forget to live. Don't forget to love. Don't forget to laugh. Um, and our plugs are, I don't leave the streams up even on YouTube. So if you miss part of this, go to our podcast. Uh, here, let me drop a link real quick. And we have almost all of our podcasts up on here. Like all of them actually for the last several months are up on this site. We're on just about every podcast site out there. We're Heimdaller's home everywhere. Share us around. It's really the only way that we're going to grow. 
and um, we have a lot of a lot of different projects. If you want to uh, help us out directly, we do have a GoFundMe, which is through the Wilder Homes Project, because all roads lead home. Because we are actually trying to do something real and physical for our people, so make sure to to um, to help help us out. Uh, you can direct uh, uh, donate directly. You can listen to our podcast, which uh, Anchor pays us for that. Uh, we got the uh, magazine Europe and Diaspora. Get a copy of that. That's through White People Press. Uh, we have books coming out. Uh, we got a Telegram, which we don't get any money from, but we do interact on there a lot and share um, share some folklore, some random thoughts, tidbits that pop up, whether we agree with them or not. Or sometimes it's just a Oh, hey, wouldn't this be neat if it's true? Or what is this thing that they just found out and nobody knows about yet? So, yeah, we give a heads up there. Uh, subscribe star. We got the subscribe star as well, which we put something up on every week. Um, I think that's pretty much all the initial plugs. So, don't forget, we are the gods of the future. So, we must always behave behave so. Uh, so, you guys go ahead and do your sign-outs. All right, uh, I'll go ahead and do one last plug, which is do not forget about Aethelwolf. We are still trying to get him out of there. Um, Aethelwolf uh, just needs to get the right amount of money, and he can immigrate out of South Africa. He's working along lines. Uh, feel free to check out his Telegram. He has links to his shops there, and you can also commission him for specific art if you'd like. Um, and then especially if you're in Canada, if you are looking for a graphic designer and you like his art... Uh, see if you can go through the rigmarole and get get him a job in Canada uh, because that allows him to just cut through all the bullshit. He doesn't have to worry about trying to make sure he can raise the funds and then he can get out of South Africa before it's too late. Um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and say um, this is us. The, the ethnic faith of the Hyperborean, the European, whatever we want to call ourselves. It is us. It is not a... This is a aspect of it's not a religion uh, it's not fantasy it is us it is in what we do and yeah just it is us tow out okay um well again you know guys just keep living enjoy life no matter how bad things might get there's still always good to be found. Hold on to hope. Hold on to your strength. Hold on to that inner fire that we have, that our people possess. And don't focus on what's coming next. Focus on now. Focus on living. That's so important. And I'll just do a quick plug. Hailstorm and I, we're doing a podcast on the Heim Dollars Home channel called Sisters of Eos. We're doing this on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. This Friday, we're going to be talking about spring and spring goddesses spring rituals that we like to do so that's going to be our topic this week and i put in the chat links to my podcast which is about being a, a strega an italian witch uh, my youtube channel which focuses on nature and the homestead and then my telegram channel which is a little bit of everything so i hope you guys will check all that out thank you for being here and i uh, hope you guys all have a wonderful day i'm going to interject real quick for the podcast listeners uh, the names of those channels are all Hilltop Homestead. That way you can find her on the, the podcast or on YouTube, etc. Uh, Hilltop Homestead. Well, and the uh, the podcast on Anchor is The Strega in the Woods. 
Oh, is that the name of it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, the podcast on Anchor is the Strega in the Woods, and I think it'll pretty much it's it's really new, so I don't know that it's on all the podcast things yet, but I think it will be like Apple and Spotify and everything. So try to find me. <laughs> I'm out there. All right, and then Hans. What can I add in, in finishing? The reason why I brought it up is it's time that our people stops giving in to fear. It's time that we get brave that we do the right thing and as a consequence of that that we become heroes even if that means heroes for immediate friends family and perhaps beyond that nobody but that is still worth the world and it will give the meaning to your life that many are seeking that many have perhaps considered uh, lost to them now the meaning of your life is the meaning that you yourself give to it. What I suppose, what I would propose to you is do it in service to something that's good. Do it in service to all those ancestors that have fought and were brave so you could live. And do it for all of those who come after us so they can take example to you. And with that said, you all have a good one. Bye-bye.
Rodrigo Caballero, orgullo de Baviera, portador de la tesora, fortaleza de Cimento. Oh, thank you.